You're listening to the Letters of the Herd podcast, hosted by J.J. Duke on FairfieldStags.com. Hey, Stags fans, welcome to the latest episode of Letters to the Herd, a series where we get to hear from Fairfield student-athletes reflecting on their time as part of the university community. The Stag Sports Network series shares insight on what it's like being a student-athlete and how they've immersed themselves in the community during their time on campus. My name is JJ Duke. I uh, hope you guys have been enjoying this series thus far. If you haven't had any chance to take a look back at some of our previous episodes of Letters to the Herd, whether it's the actual letters themselves on fairfieldstags.com or right here on the Stags Sports Network podcast channel, as we have been you know, basically cranking them out over the last couple of weeks. It's been a blast, and we have another great guest here today, a member of the men's rowing team. That would be Seamus O'Brien. Seamus, uh, first off, thanks for coming on with us, and how are you doing? I'm doing great, JJ. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, now, when we talk about rowing, and you kind of do the – I guess actually how you put it, you put it best, is being a, a rower is part accepting and understanding the fact that people know very little about the sport. However, um, a lot of people around the Fairfield community know that you guys and the women's team as well, you guys have some of the hardest and most rigorous training schedules where a lot of the times your practices are not even on campus, nor not really any close to campus as well. So you know, kind of tell us a little bit about of what, the responsibilities and kind of what it takes to be a part of the Fairfield rowing team. Yes, definitely true. It is not the easiest schedule when it comes to the day-to-day college student when you take in the academics and the athletics. So I guess a day-to-day in the life of a rower is, first off, it just takes a lot of time. You know, you're waking up, my alarm goes off every day, somewhere between 5 a.m. and 5.15, and we're down on the water by 6 a.m., and we're getting into a practice that's about two, two and a half hours to come back to breakfast and start a full course load of classes. And then later in the day, we have more workouts to go, whether it be a lift or another hour back in the erg room. So it definitely takes up a lot of time. Um, But it's also really exciting to be able to do it with that core group of people because you really build those close connections. We'll talk about that group in just a second. But for people that are wondering, yeah, Fairfield is close to the water, but that's not necessarily to say good rowing water you actually have to go to a river to go and row. exactly so doing what basically 20 30 minutes just for practice yeah we have to drive down to norwalk um where we get a beautiful sunrise every morning which is definitely a nice plus but it's at least a 15 20 minute drive depending on traffic um and then we're affected by um tides we're affected by a lot of different things um but it's nice to be on the water but it definitely is not a short uh walk across campus to get to practice every day Now, you talk about your group and how really it is a tight-knit group, and you kind of put it perfectly in your piece as well. And again, if you haven't read Seamus's piece, go to fairfieldstags.com. You you said it, put it pretty simply, a boat cannot go straight unless your teammate behind behind you puts the same amount of time and energy as you do. And it really, if you've watched the sport before, it's it's poetry in motion, the sense that everybody has to be synchronized to a T and if it isn't then basically chaos happens so you know how close really is this group it's honestly very special JJ I mean you put it saying the word poetry is not an understatement it's very much an art just as much as it is a grueling workout every day um I'm 5'10 I have to work out I have to be in synchronization with guys who are 6'4 or 6'3 that could be like 40 pounds heavier than me but it really takes a very tight group of people, not just 
when it comes to being on practice, but being outside of practice to fully understand what makes the other guy click in front of you. You have to be exactly in the same motion, whether that be slowing your speed or slowing your speed um, every stroke, or if that means adjusting your technique to make it with other people. You have to become one unit every race when it comes to your mental, physical, and your technical side of the sport so it's really important and it's really special to have that connection with them um, both on practice and outside of practice whether that be having fun bonding moments or really just getting to know each other and what makes each other um, click is just really really special. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the interesting about it is you brought about the different types of people that are rowing you could have tall people you can have people that are on the shorter end of the scale but it's not something that it just comes overnight because all of y'all have been rowing, you know, for some time before coming to college, but it takes a little bit of time to basically get to where you want to be. So you talk about times where in your freshman year, you basically were put right onto the top boat from the start. You already had to deal with just that freshman curve of having to learn how to row at the college level. Uh, Mm -hmm. So what was kind of the pressure and demands on for you to, you know, be at the top boat for Fairfield University right out of the gate? Yeah, it was definitely a very eye-opening experience. Um, I came from a very successful program in high school, which definitely helped. Um, I really had to learn, I learned a lot of the intangibles of the sport um, in high school, but coming in and getting in the top boat and actually in my first race stroking the top boat was really um, an exciting but um, daunting task. I've been through some serious races before college, but I was pretty nervous going into that first one racing against some top tier schools. But I knew that like when I got there, um, my teammates um, were just so accepting of my character, my personality, that a big thing of rowing is about trust and building that trust between one another. And they put full confidence and trust in me that entire time. And that's what got me down every race my freshman year was knowing that the guys who were juniors and seniors in that top boat um, really believed in what I could do and just being able to communicate with them and figure out what made us click and that trust. I'm still friends with all those guys to this day because of the um, loyalty and the uh, trust they put in me in that time period. It was really special, but it was not an easy task. It took a lot of time in your groom on the water, really communicate and just figure out what's going to make this boat fast. Now, a lot of these chats we've talked about, whether it is a growth through adversity or talk about some of the favorite moments in the back half of your piece, um, it really kind of comes into the fold in the spring of 2019 where the group was going through a coaching change at the time. Didn't really have an idea of where the program was going to go, but then all of a sudden it seemed that things were to click for you guys, including, uh, as you said, your heavyweight eight became the fastest boat in program history so was that moment for you kind of like that gratifying experience like yeah there's a reason why I came to this school and all of a sudden I'm going out and breaking records with basically my family absolutely JJ for a bunch of different reasons too I mean I was a junior at this time and I was a captain um, at the junior level which is definitely a little bit daunting at times when you got you have a lot of weight on your shoulders and when you know, things are going tough. We were losing, obviously we had our direct, director of the program staying with us and Dave Patterson, but our men's coach was decided about two weeks before um, the spring season started, he just had to go with another opportunity. And it really just put us in a difficult situation of questioning. It could have been very easy for all of us to just be like, I don't know what's going to happen. And it was part of my job and my fellow upperclassmen to really put the weight of the team on our shoulders and 
make sure that everyone still believed that the culture and everything could push us through. And luckily one of those guys I was talking about in my freshman class, um, who was a junior at the time in that like top level boat, um, was coming back. Coach Casey Fuller, who's now the men's coach, decided to come back and coach us full time, which was interesting because he used to row with like he he rowed with me for two years in top boat. So to have him come back and be a coach on that side was very interesting. And with his ability to understand what the program was and what really made us click, um, it really brought us all together and made us even work even harder. And that season was just really something special to see a situation that really seemed like it was going downhill at some points, but the team to really stick together and trust one another and have that chemistry and to sacrifice everything we did to push for that top time that really put us in a big point in our team history was incredibly special. And it really shows everything, I mean, about sports in general, but especially in rowing, um, how much accumulates over a season and how much that progress at the end of it, even if it doesn't end with a medal, how much you won and how much uh, you earned in that time period. Absolutely. You talk about kind of having things go. Um, you saw the personal growth. You saw how things kind of evolved and get to that peak point. Um, something that I really found interesting in your piece is in tying together the full community aspect of the school, what taking your athletics life and your student life and combining it to one. I love the fact that you talked about how you were able to grow as not only a person and a leader came from your time outside of the boat, but it was in the classroom. It was being a part of student groups. That is something I find truly admirable and talked about this with a few of our other guests on this podcast. But for you, when did you realize it was like, yeah, the full experience I'm getting at Fairfield University is going to help me become not only a better student athlete, but just a better person overall? For sure. I mean, when I was looking at universities, JJ, I really was thinking about I, I came from a Jesuit high school. So I really knew what the Jesuit education had to offer both out in and outside of the classroom. And I knew that I wanted to have an experience that was beyond just um, getting my degree. I believe that college is an opportunity to grow in many different ways. And again, one of the great things about the Jesuit education is that you have so many of those opportunities to get involved. And I really didn't want to miss those opportunities. In high school, I had a little bit of time, but since the intensity of my program in high school was so heavy, I didn't have as much time as I would have liked to get involved outside of the classroom and outside of my sport. But Fairfield really gave me that opportunity to have that college experience and grow as a whole person, um, which was really special. Being able to be a part of um, campus ministry and ac other academic programs while still being in sport, I learned pretty early on that you can do all those things, but you just have to make the time for it. It's easy to make excuses like, oh, well, I have a lot of schoolwork to do here, or I am caught up with friends, but you have to make the time. And I learned pretty early on freshman year that if you are willing to put the time and effort into anything, you'll be able to make it something special. And to see that grow over time, whether it be through um, getting involved in immersion trips or being through the Fairfield startup or being in some other academic programs, I really felt like I got to have a whole experience and get my money's worth in the college experience, which was amazing. And for you, what's kind of the biggest takeaway of all this? You talk about obviously being part of a team and being part of campus ministry amongst other different groups. But if there's one thing that you kind of say, yeah, this is really making the experience what I exactly hoped it to be. Is there one that you could point out to? You know, that's kind of tough because I think that a lot of them just tie so uniquely together, even though I wouldn't initially believe that. Um, 
I believe in a lot of ways that my time in campus ministry, while may not be everyone's cup of tea, um, was something that had a big role in my leadership as in my leadership role on the team on the rowing team. So I feel like in some ways they all kind of tied and made my special uh, made my experience unique because without any of those um, experiences, it wouldn't have made the other ones as special. If that makes sense. So I think having that time, I think the time with my team was probably the most special out of all of them. But I think that all of the experience that I had in Fairfield really did allow me to be most successful in my role as a mentor in the team or in my time in the classroom. I really feel like they all did tie together. So it's t- difficult to tie it down to one specific um, experience. Well, I'll definitely take the broad scheme of things because it sounds like you took your four years and made the most of it, which you, I applaud you for that. So a couple more things before we let you go. First off, um, you know, what is going to be next for you over whether it's the next couple of months or do you have uh, kind of what you're hoping to do kind of set out already? Yeah. So initially I actually, I had a job offer coming out of February. However, currently just with all the situation going on, um, it's difficult for companies to be onboarding as we're seeing in the world today. So I actually decided to come, I'm coming back to Fairfield to get my MBA, um, which will be exciting for the fifth year. And in that time period, I'm considering in the fall, I think I'm going to be helping coach the team because, you know, after everything it's given back to me, I just feel like it feels right. And the fact that um, the way everything ended this spring, which was powerful at the same time, a little disappointing, um, having that year of eligibility back, I really want to make sure I can end on a strong note. Um, so I'm going to be coming back and competing most likely in the spring. And it's exciting because I think we're going to even have a better team um, this following season than we did this past season. So to be able to have one last shot at a Dadville medal or some national championships is really exciting. Well, certainly going to be looking forward to seeing you coming back this fall. And uh, usually at this time I ask uh, the guests – that write these letters to kind of share part some wisdom or kind of give a charge to any current or incoming students or student athletes. But the one thing that I liked about what you were saying earlier is about how if you stay organized, you stay disciplined, you're going to be able to get all of the experience that you hope for. So I kind of actually want to tee off on that a little bit. If you were to tell someone, you know, not to say if you do this, 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 this is going to ha- this is how you're going to be successful, but how does someone stay organized, can go through the rigors of training, go through classes, but still yet to have all the experiences that they want. How does someone go about that? And what would you say to them? Yeah, that's a great point. Because honestly, I was, you know, that's what I wanted to tie in at the end anyway. I think that a really important part of understanding the whole experience and getting the most involved if you, as you want to be, is that, you know, college is four years if you're doing it, if you're doing it in the, the normal uh, time period. And you always hear people talk about like how they wish they could go back or they wish they could do this. And I, you know, I really just try to live with um, no regrets when it came to my college time. And I think that living in the moment and living present in the present is really, really important to being able to handle all that. There were definitely times where I felt like I was definitely a little over my head when it came to responsibilities and things I was involved in. However, being able to stay in that moment and appreciate every day for the, what it was, was what really made it special. Um, being able to have that time with my teammates in the morning as painful as it was at times. And I didn't want to get up for practice. Um, I knew every day I was looking forward to it and I was going to appreciate it once I was there. And the more I could, 
be grateful and have that gratitude for the situation that I was in and each moment of the day, whether that be the practice at 6 a.m. or hanging out with my friends at lunch or being in the classroom at 3.30. Um, I really just tried to enjoy every day as it was and then make the next day just as special. So really being able to make every day unique and be grateful for every day you have in that experience and not get caught up in those, you know, those little things that come up in uh, college time. I think was what really made it um, possible. So for anyone out there who is looking to try to get involved or trying to make the most of their experience, I just recommend taking it day by day because if you enjoy every day, they'll come out with a bunch of great ones at the end. Love it. Seamus, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, JJ. So if you haven't had a chance to read uh, Seamus's letter, really any of the other letters to the herd that we have uh, currently up, make sure to head over to fairfieldstags.com. Stay tuned for much more coming up. Uh, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms at Fairfield Stags on Twitter and Instagram and at Stag Sports Net on Twitter. So for all of us, I'm JJ Duke signing off. And until next time, go Stags. Thank you for listening to the Letters of the Herd podcast on fairfieldstags.com. 